I've had pizza like the past five days in some form or another. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> like I had pizza. I just realized the only thing I've eaten today is pizza because I had pizza for lunch and then I had pizza for dinner. What should you eat for breakfast, dude? Did you mm-hmm. skip breakfast? Uh, you skip breakfast. I, yeah, I usually skip breakfast because I'm shit. I guess technically I had a green tea and a Danish thing. Well, that counts. That's not pizza. No, it's That's not. That's not pizza. God damn I it. did not achieve the pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening, pizza at supper time. <laughs> oh, bagel bites. I still eat them. <laughs> <laughs> says like it's weird to eat fucking bagel bites bagel bites are good they're good for the soul man they're instead of those chicken soup for the soul books i've always wanted to write a bagel bites for the soul book (laughs) bagel bites for the soul doesn't sound good bagel bites for the soul sounds like they would burn you and you would just still eat them because they're delicious but they always manage to burn the roof of my mouth because i always eat them before the bagel part gets chewy yeah like they don't they maintain their heat for a while. Yeah, they really do. Good old. What's bagel. what's your you guys' opinion on microwave versus like oven for bagel bites? Oven is superior. Uh, oven. Take too long. Yeah. Oven is far superior for bagel bites. Uh, the oven, I think, is a good compromise, though. I agree. As long as, long as you don't um, turn the heat up too high, or essentially what you do is you bake it for like ten minutes and then toast them for a little bit. Baking heats them all the way through. Toasting gives them a little bit of crispy on the outside. Well, there you go. Some hot bagel bite tips. I love in case bagel you need bites. them. Yeah. You know what else was pretty hot? All the video games at E3. Oh, mad hat. <laughs> now I'm seriously excited for video games. There's a lot of good stuff. Yeah, E3 was really good this year. Uh, I was thoroughly satisfied. What'd you say, Ian? Did Trevor, did you say oh man, hat? Like that was an expression, hat? Oh no, I can't remember what I said. Okay. I didn't know if hat was a new way to say cool. Like that <laughs> that about puts the cool hat on things. That's oh, so hat, shit. man. That's so hat. That's fucking hat, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should make that a thing now. <laughs> I'm gonna work on it. But yeah, I guess we want to dive right in. Uh, I'm Frank. Trevor. 
I'm eating pizza right now. I'm Ian. And, uh, yeah, I guess we'll start. I, I don't know what order we want to go in since this, like, E3 note that we have isn't really ordered in the slightest. Yeah, this Let's start from, like, E3 special, our 2018 E3 special. I this vote that we uh, yeah. get EA out of the way first because it's the one. Oh, yeah, did, did, was anything interested in EA at all? Anthem looks cool, man. I'm going to be honest. Like, their whole conference sucked except Anthem. Now, a lot of people were talking shit about, like, this whole area at the end where they sat down and talked about the game and Casey Hudson like answered a bunch of questions and even answered like audience or like Twitter questions about the game, which I thought was actually really cool. Um, and it answered a lot of questions that I actually had about the game. I'm actually really looking forward to it. Um, and what they sh- showed was, was actually pretty cool. And then they did say that there weren't going to be any loot boxes, anything you purchase in the game, you know what you're purchasing before you purchase it. And none of it gives you, um, an actual advantage to all like cosmetic stuff. So, uh, and that seemed to be somewhat of a theme through EA's conference after the whole Battlefront 2 thing. They were just like an apology mode for all the bullshit they'd done uh, for monetization with their games over the past year. Yeah, I expected them to basically just be full on, we're not doing loot boxes anymore. We're going to have to find a new way to make money. As Pete put it in his E3 predictions video, uh, I expected them to shoot a puppy live on stage because they said it involves less litigation and disappointing everyone with loot boxes. Wow. Yeah, that was it from EA for me. I mean, I I don't know if you guys saw anything that you liked. I mean, I'm trying to think. I mean, I'm they, gonna be real with you. I did not even bother watching the EA conference. I just looked at articles afterward and didn't see anything interesting. The shadow uh, dropped Unravel too. Mm, oh yeah, I saw that. That's a game. Yeah, that's a game. Yeah. But, I uh, I unfortunately didn't watch EA's press conference or anyone's press conference because I've been I've been working, but um, I tried to keep on ta- on top of things just with like. Checking, checking feeds and stuff throughout. But yeah, I wasn't even looking forward to anything. Like, I I don't look forward to EA games because I don't like EA as a company. And you don't like challenging everything? Yeah, and I don't like the sense of pride and accomplishment I get from beating their games. Um, but yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't really looking forward to anything. Anthem looks cool, but it's definitely not a game I'm going to buy. There are just other things I want to play more than that. I feel like there's like going to be one kind of like quote unquote games as a service game that I'm going to go into this spring. Um, there's a lot of them. I haven't chosen which one that is yet. Um, we'll get to the division two later because I actually really liked what I saw from that. Uh, but Anthem looked good. I don't think it's coming out in spring 2019. I think it's going to get pushed. But I think it looks good. It's super ambitious and Casey Hudson's um, heading the team that's developing it, which gives me a lot of confidence uh, and like Bioware to produce something high quality. Yeah. Uh, the only press conference that I got to see live was Sony's, which I saw the Last of Us thing where like they had everyone in a building, like oh, that was supposed dude. to be the, the, uh, the hall that the opening scene of uh, their trailer t- took place in. Yeah. Then they had to have like, a, like three people at a desk just on like what felt like a street corner for 
about 15 minutes and it was super awkward while they herded everyone else in, like into a different room. Yeah, I did think that their pacing and, and their press conference was off, but I did also think that they had the best press conference, in my opinion, as far as yeah, what they, had, they showed some good games like and they showed like a lot of a ton of detail in those games, like large chunks of gameplay in all of those games, which and they still had like surprises trickled in like Neo 2 was announced um, off, off the top of my head. That's that's one that stuck out to me big time. Um, but that Last of Us gameplay chunk was just so fucking good. Like the animations, like I'm shocked at like how um, those animations, like her going through and like grabbing stuff and like, you know, the animation, the transition from her, like picking stuff up and like grabbing a character and like, you know, stabbing them to death. Essentially, it was just ruthless and it was really, really, really well done. Um I mean, I, I thought I thought the gameplay was great. They took away a lot of the HUD too, which I really liked. Uh, it's really bare, um, just like the the bare essentials there. Um, it, it, everything I saw from The Last of Us Two looked phenomenal. Yeah, I I think it looks technically impressive. Uh, I'm not really interested in it personally. I wasn't really interested in the Last Last of Us either. Uh, I watched my roommate beat it like twice. So that kind of killed all the interest that I had. Uh, I don't think it's really my thing because, honestly, I'm not that big into zombie games. Although, in this trailer for the second one, they seem to have de-emphasized the zombies quite a bit because I don't think there even one wa- or was one. It was just a bunch of psychopaths with, like, hammers and shit. Basically, yeah, I think they're getting away from the clickers. The um, I'm a big fan of The Last of Us, period. Loved it. I know it's, like, if you're not into story-oriented games, then... Um, like the last of us definitely not for you because that's basically what it is but i really oh, enjoyed I like it story oriented games i just don't like zombies i just don't like zombies yeah the coat of sense. paint they put on the story is is a little bit i don't want to say it's overdone but it's been done a lot recently i think and i feel like it it's not enough to to hold me in in the game world like i don't know that's a fair if criticism. i'm going to pick one dour uh tale of like paternal redemption i'm going to play the new god of war yeah it was good that was a good game um i do want to talk about sony's press conference and that i think two of those big deep dive games that they shown were not this gen um i think uh ghost of tsushima and death stranding i do not think will be on ps4 consoles I really hope that Ghost of Tsushima is just because I want to play that game. I am so it fucking looks hyped for it. Way too fucking good. I have never seen a game like honestly. Period. And and this is this couldn't have been playing on a PC. Like this is an exclusive, like a PS4 console exclusive. Like you're not going to get this on a PC. So like the way that game looked was stunning it was absolutely absurd i've never seen anything like it on a console before i do not see that and and the fact that they released not they didn't even announce a release year for that game i feel and and i do want to say that i think a theme of this e3 2018 is that the transition to next-gen consoles is probably a lot closer than we think um i thought the theme was samurai samurai but yeah, there's a lot of those. And then you had Street Samurai in the Cyberpunk trailer. 
Yeah. Yep. Before we get too far in, could someone fill me in on what Ghost of Tsushima is? Or not me, but anyone who maybe might not have seen it. So what what I would describe it as is, you know, way of the Sam- at least what it looked like from the trailer. You know, way of the samurai. Yeah. Imagine if they made one of those that was like amazing looking and not janky at all. Like I legitimately nice. thought it was a way of the samurai game when uh, oh. they were first showing it. And okay. Sucker Sucker Punch is developing it. The guys that made infam- the infamous series. Okay, uh, cool. And the combat looks absolutely superb. The animations Sick. are super fluent. The color palette they use in that will just be fucking amazing in HDR. This game looks so fucking good. And Death Stranding is so far away. Like they showed a big chunk of gameplay. <laughs> this freaking game, this they showed like five minutes of gameplay and story from that game, and I no one has still any idea what the fuck that is. Like, that's because it's not done. It was literally just Norman Reedus walking around. Walking around. <laughs> yeah. It's not even close Amazing. to done. That's definitely. I don't even think it's a game. I think it's I think that the trailer is the art project. You know how Hideo Kojima is always doing like weird stuff? Like Death Stranding is not even a real game. It's just like a weird performance art piece about the game industry. And how Yeah, I saw someone crowds. Oh, someone had this theory? Well, kind of different. I saw someone uh, exposit the theory that instead of making a video game, Kojima just made a movie that he's going to release over like 15 years of E3s in separate trailers. (laughs) And then Sony's going to be pissed that they spent a bunch of money on his studio. (laughs) Um, I do think that... Death Stranded without a video game. (laughs) (laughs) I do think like Ghost of Tsushima and Death Stranding are super far out. They also showed a big chunk of the spider-man game that comes out in september and man that looks good oh i've never been so excited for a comic book game since probably the arkham series since like the first arkham game this game looks so good Uh, honestly i do wonder if ghost of tsushima like if that was gameplay or if that was just a rendered thing like they they played it after the play. show yeah they like had a live gameplay session after the conference and they played oh i missed that, that. god scene. damn it yeah they had the developers come out and they played through like that whole uh gameplay set piece and they did like a bunch of different stuff than what was shown in the trailer so uh yeah definitely gameplay and it looks really fucking good i was like i was awestruck that was the best looking game i've seen i saw at e3 hands down not even close um but then again, I mean, Sony's really like their studios are really, really good at taking advantage of that hardware. God of War looks really, really fucking good too. Um, yeah. But I, I do think, and I don't know if you guys saw like anything else from Sony's press conference. I do think the pacing was that you liked. I do think the pacing was off. I do think like the whole transitioning between tents and moving everybody around and then like cutting to intermissions. Like I've never seen intermissions in the middle of an E3 press conference before. I thought that was weird. Um, although I like Ryan Clements, he's hella cool. Uh, and he was, um, like hosting the intermissions or whatever, which I thought was, was pretty cool. And they, they did a lot of their like quote unquote surprise announcements during those intermissions. Um, yeah, but I I was watching, Oh, sorry. Keep going. No, I just thought it was weird. Like it, it felt like uncomfortable almost. Yeah, it, what was super uncomfortable for me was I was watching the giant bomb coverage of it, 
So mm-hmm. for those intermissions, I had guys at a desk watching guys at a desk. <laughs> oh my god, that's great. Oh, that's great. No, I, I want. And you were a guy at a desk. No, not not quite. I was a guy on a couch. What is even going on in the world? Right, nothing makes <laughs> sense anymore. It's uh, all part of my new movie, Guys and Desks. Guys and Desks. Desk Desk Stranding. Stranding. Oh, I do it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, great. Good job. Great mindset to like. I wonder if Desk Stranding is just a project to see uh, how many shots of baby ass Kojima can get into a trailer before he gets arrested by the FBI. When he pulled out that baby and like attached it to his chest, I was like, what is even happening? Why? This a doesn't real even baby. make sense. It was a baby in the game. Yeah. And then he like poked it like, hey, come on, baby, focus. We got a mission here. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> didn't even make sense. Babies can't focus. Come on. <laughs> Get out of here. Combat babies. But com babies. Com, com babies. Communist no. babies. So, uh, what else uh, was good at Sony's press conference? Like, uh, it seems like they announced a lot of newer games, aside from The Last of Us Two, like Ghost of Tsushima. So, I've never even heard of. So, well, that was announced last year with a trailer. So, nothing that was there was actually an announcement, except Neo Two. And oh, they announced, they announced uh, an, the new guy, the, the new game from the guys who developed the Alan Wake. Uh, franchise called Control. So those two were oh, like, okay. yeah, from Remedy. Gotcha. But The Last of Us Two, um, Ghost of Tsushima, Death Stranding, and Spider Man. Everyone already knew about. All those have already been announced. Which is what leads me into thinking, like, I think that, I mean, Sony owns thirteen first party studios, and we only know what like three of them are working on. God of War just came out. You know that they're working on something new. That's probably not going to be announced for a while. But Gorilla had a hit on their hands with Horizon Zero Dawn, and nobody, still nobody knows what they're doing. Like Horizon Zero Dawn Two, like if they're not working on a sequel to that game, they're insane. I know. So like, there's and there's a lot of other studios where we don't know what they're working on. Days Gone wasn't there. Yeah, even, that's right. Even though Days Gone was there for five seconds. Yeah, oh, I guess it? it's there for five seconds. But there's just some like fishy stuff going on. Everything that like Sony has, I think there's like secrets. I think there's a bunch of stuff that's being developed right now that we don't know about. That's probably not going to get announced until next gen consoles get announced. And I'll go and I'll like kind of transition that into Bethesda's conference because they announced two next gen games. Well, hold hold your horses there, cowboy. Okay. All right. All right. Um, well, for, first of all, Ian Days Gone is another zombie game that Sony has. I know. We saw it. We talked about it last year. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. The, the running, running and scream, you think? Yeah. Um, also, this was the only... Uh, speaking of games that these two podcasts have luckily let me avoid playing thus far, this was the only Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer I saw, and I can't uh, believe that they're having Haley Joel Osment still voice Sora, even though he sounds nothing like a young child. <laughs> Yeah, I, I actually did. They sh- they showed a Kingdom Hearts three trailer at every single press conference this year. They showed nice. one at Square Enix. They showed one at Microsoft. They showed one at Sony. 
Like every every like main, I think well Nintendo didn't get one because it's not coming out for the Switch or whatever, but uh, basically it was Sony got a different trailer and their trailer was the best Kingdom Hearts three trailer I saw. Period. It, it, like it, it was like a Pirates of the Caribbean one. The other all the other places it was shown at got um, the Frozen World trailer and yeah the, that's the one I saw. Yeah, this one got like a Pirates of the Caribbean trailer. It was really cool. Um, it was a little bit longer. Uh, I did like the Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer that, that Sony got. They also got an exclusive badass-looking PS4 Pro Kingdom Hearts 3 console that looked really, really cool. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, speaking of fart noises, Bethesda. Oh, Frank. You think they shit the bed? Not really, no. I just uh, I'm making a joke about how, like last year, there honestly the Bethesda pressers have not been great. I think Fallout, over the years, the one they announced Fallout Four at was cool. I liked that one because Fallout's awesome, and I liked this one because Fallout's awesome. Um, and Fallout seventy six looks really cool, in my opinion. And I'll just go straight into it because that's what they talked about. The majority, like thirty minutes of their hour-long conference, was Fallout seventy-six. Yeah, uh, I wasn't really. Uh, I this was one of the conferences that I missed, and I wasn't really interested in what Fallout seventy-six was. But yeah, can you brief us? Yeah, sure. So Fallout seventy-six is coming out in November of this year. So they did another like really close release to the announcement. Um, Fallout seventy-six is an online multiplayer Fallout game. Todd Howard came out and talked. Yeah, yeah. It's um, very interesting. They say it's four times the size of Fallout 4. Um, every human on the map will be an actual player. Um, and it will be... They will have PvP, um, base building features. Uh, it's a prequel set. It, this is set before every Fallout game ever made before. This is right after... This is not long after the... Um, the actual, like, first human step out of the first vault, essentially. So, uh, you go out there, you basically... He, Todd Howard came out, and he said that there is, like, this main quest line that you go through in the game, um, but you're basically rebuilding civilization, and he went into, like, super big detail, answered a bunch of questions. Uh, there's nukes in the game, and you have to, like, team up with people to get like the password to the nukes and then like you can nuke certain areas of the map and then go loot them together and like get these high rank areas based on what areas were nuked and it, it's completely crazy the the game looks amazing like what they showed of it looked really really fun i am concerned because i do like fallout's vat system because their actual shooting mechanics aren't great and you can't really do a vat system in pvp versus actual players like that doesn't work, so I'm hoping that they improve significantly upon the the, the first person shooting mechanics in Fallout. Um, and if they did, then I, I think it'll be a lot of fun. Personally, I think Fallout 76 looks great. Yeah, seems kind of cool. It's a cool idea. I think. I mean, it's something different. Yeah. Thing. Uh, I think Bethesda thing that I'm most excited about that we honestly didn't really get much in the way of info from, 
and I suppose isn't technically a Bethesda thing, but Doom's getting a sequel. Yeah. yeah. Doom Eternal is what it's called, apparently. Yeah. And it like they said, it was basically an announcement of an announcement. And I typically hate those where they're like, yeah, Doom Eternal exists. Uh, we'll talk about it more in August at QuakeCon. Yeah. Like, okay, cool. Thanks for not giving us any information on this awesome game. Doom Eternal, Doom Legends. Well, Doom Eternal sounds better than Doom Legends, at least. Right. And they... What was weird that? Weird subtitles for... They're coming up with weird subtitles for a lot of games, like Assassin's Creed Odyssey and all that good stuff. Yeah, I know. I Super agree. Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah. Um, lots of Odysseys out there. Mm-hmm. Not enough Iliads, though. There are hardly any. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So, the multiplayer feature, I think, in for Fallout seventy six looks or sounds interesting because I know, like, when I played Skyrim, I was like, man, a multiplayer mod for this game would be kind of cool, just because there's something about exploring a world with friends that's a lot more entertaining, in my opinion, than exploring it solo. Yeah. And since yeah, the game I'm... world in seventy six is bigger, that's nice. Like, I think that might actually be fun. It all depends. It, now, is this a new engine compared to what? I mean, it's got to be to a degree, right? Compared. Yeah, to... it did look. A bit different from Fallout 4. Now, I, I do think that this is probably used. I mean, they're they probably got to be. They, you have to think they're recycling assets from yeah. Fallout 4. But the thing is, he did say, like Todd Howard said that this has been in development for like four or five years. Gotcha. So they've been working on this since probably like they probably started this in Fallout 4, like at a similar time. Yeah, I wonder if they're using components of like the Elder Scrolls Online for their online component, like because they they have experience with that now, I suppose. But. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's a good observation. I um, I did, speaking of Elder Scrolls, they announced Elder Scrolls Six and Which Starlight. Me, yeah, um, Elder Scrolls Six announcement made me so happy because I honestly wasn't expecting anything, um, but I wasn't expecting a new Fallout game either. I I don't know. It, it to me, it seems like these games come out one right after the other, but I think it's because I just like games come out and I never buy them, and so. Um, you're always you like, I'll a... get to it later, and then you exactly, never and then it's later suddenly, and you've got sequels already. Right? Yeah, Elder Scrolls Six was a cool announcement. I mean, everybody knew they were they were working on it. I mean, they had to, uh, had to be. But um, I did find the Starlight announcement. Um, or what is it called? Starlight is it Starfield? Starfield. Starfield. That's right. Yeah. I did find the Starfield announcement interesting, and they said Starfield was coming first, and then Elder Scrolls Six was coming after. Interesting. And um, both of these were like next gen titles. He would use the word next gen. Hmm. Um, but then he also talked in another interview that I watched with Todd Howard later that you can expect a lot more information on Starfield next year. So I'm like, okay, well, if Starfield's a next gen title and you're going to be talking about it heavily next year are you insinuating that next gen consoles are probably going to be announced within the next year i don't that i don't think that necessarily holds i think that uh he could talk about the game next year and the next gen console still could be a year or two out right depending on how early this announcement was i definitely think that They'll, they're still a year or two. I, I see them dropping in 2020. I just don't know if we get that announcement in 2019 or if we get that announcement in 2020. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Does the PS5 get announced at E3 2019 and then come out in 2020? Or does it 
uh, like I think the PS4 was announced in like January and then came out in November of the same year. I forget how old these consoles are. It feels like they both came out like last year. I know. I'm I'm not even really ready for a new one. Like I feel like I'm just fine with my PS4. Yeah, but. I, I, I feel like my PS4 collects dust, and now now that you you have put in my head that Ghost of Tsushima isn't going to be a PS4 title, because uh, I had like written in the notes like with uh, the Yakuza games coming to PS4, my PS4 is even more pointless until Ghost of Tsushima comes out. But I guess it still might be completely pointless. <laughs> I mean, I could be that totally wrong be about PC? that. No PS4 game like those exclusives on the ps4 side never come to pc so ghost of of shishami is not coming out to on pc no No, it's a sony exclusive okay cool but uh yeah uh, i did enjoy the fact that bethesda trolled us one more time by releasing skyrim on the alexa (laughs) that was hilarious that was great i haven't seen exactly what the gameplay on that looks like i guess no one has really um but has anyone heard anything about it? Like, if it's, it's actually... just, it's apparently actually playable. Uh, not that you'd want to. But it's not like not the whole anymore. game. It's just like a joke thing. Yeah, I think so. Uh, then... they they said like the same hour number of hours of gameplay, but it, they might still be joking. I don't know. Yeah, that seems um, pretty crazy. They did open up with Rage Two, and I thought. Rage to the gameplay they showed looked really cool. It looked like Doom in like some open world wasteland. Like the the gunplay looks like Doom. Yeah, I would be super surprised if like they're not using that engine and that play style for a lot of their titles going forward. Yeah, hey, we got to it worked so well. But and do we have anything else from uh, Bethesda? 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 Mm-mm. Bethesda? Bethesda? <laughs> No, I think that's, that uh, does it. Well, oh yeah, let me check off Rage 2. Um, I guess we can move for, uh, to Microsoft since it looks like most of this stuff upcoming is Microsoft. Although, before we do that, I did want to get one thing out of the way. Uh, so Devolver Digital is partnering up with From Software to, in Mech Game News, release Metal Wolf Chaos in the U.S. finally. Yeah, really? So, yeah. That's cool. So I'm definitely going to be picking that up because that is an Xbox title and thus impossible to emulate, even though some people on like Kotaku articles seem to think that you can emulate Xbox games. Right. <laughs> Fucking Kotaku articles. Yeah. But yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, it's kind of an Armored Core game. so <laughs> <laughs> It was made by the same dev team, at least. Right. right. Uh, in in this era of Donald Trump, President, whatever the fuck his name is, is the hero we need. Michael, whatever. My, yeah. Michael Wilson. President yeah. Michael Wilson. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird against... that it's coming out in the current... I think, I, I don't know. It's funny because like, coming out in the current political climate, like previously when this game came out, I'd have been like, man, this is like so off the wall. But now, given like the current administration, I'm like, man, I might. Uh, this might actually happen. It wouldn't be. Su- I wouldn't be surprised if this actually happened in real life. Nah, D- Donald Trump doesn't do things like 
Michael Wilson was like a very thinly veiled George Bush allegory. So I could see him kind of suiting up and doing something just in a Ricky Bobby, I'm going to shoot me some guys way. But Donald Trump doesn't like to get out of chairs. That's true. He just does all his fights in cyberspace. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I just set you guys up for a segue. Yeah, it's just we're, we're really teed up to uh, talk about Crackdown 3. Animal Crossing. Oh. <laughs> Fucking Crackdown 3. Yeah, Crackdown 3. It's a video game. It's got Terry Crews in it. It uh, looks kind of Saints Rosy. It's coming out. The, cyber, the sp- cyberspace thing was a transition to Cyberpunk 2077, guys. Yeah, yeah. We know. That, <laughs> that trailer was I can't my stop second watching. favorite trailer of E3. I can't the stop Cyberpunk watching one? it. Yeah. I can't I've stop watching it. Me too. I've watched it about 15 times in my hotel room. It's so good. I, there's a lot of, like, just stylistic elements I really love. I love the fact that, like, everything is well lit, too. The, the, when the cinematic trailer came out all those years ago, and it was just a dark street, it set the tone of the game, you know, in, uh, in what you would expect it to be. But then, like, this uh, trailer, like, the story mode trailer, like, I don't know. It, that game is going to be either amazing or just good. Like, I don't think it can be bad at this point just because I'll, or for me, it won't be bad just because I enjoy the world that they're building so much. Like, I like everything about the stylistic choices they're making. But I think that, and this podcast might break down into Cyberpunk 2077 discussion, but I think that they're going to have a lot of challenges in terms of, like, just the scope of that project. Because, like, Grand Theft Auto V is a pretty big game in terms of all the mechanics they touch on, and Cyberpunk 2077 is kind of going to have to be the same if not more with the cyberspace element uh, like yeah i would I've, say it would have to be bigger like the yeah. cyberspace stuff unlike gta where all the internet crap is basically an afterthought that you can ignore the cyberspace stuff in cyberpunk is super important so it's going to have to be well integrated going to have yeah. to be well-defined mechanics and honestly the amount the amount of like to be a faithful adaptation which they said and i don't like they said when the cinematic trailer came out, and I don't know if they're holding to this now, but they said it's going to be so accurate you'll be able to print your character sheet off from the game. Oh, nice! Uh, to use in the pen and paper RPG. Well, I know the creator it, of the pen and paper RPG is the co-producer of the game, so they're definitely yeah. working in hand. Yeah, they're going to have to have a lot of mechanics. So, so interesting to see if they pull it off. Couple yeah. things. You you guys read any of the gameplay previews? Behind closed doors, they had like a forty-five minute demo that people got to play. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah, read I, I read some, but uh, the one I read basically just said it is The Witcher Three except more, and it's a first-person shooter, and essentially. A, and an FBS, yeah. Yeah, it it's like it has like two progression systems, like street cred, and then a main progression system. Mm-hmm. Um, you can create your own character. But uh, they're they like speak throughout the game, and they actually like have like an you can't choose like the character's name or whatever. It's like it's still like a protagonist. Um, yeah, V. Yeah, exactly. So like you can good create. With that. I'm good with yeah. that. Um, did you guys see the hidden messages that were in the trailer? So I I, I read them. about how all the code at the front of it was just Microsoft Store codes for The Witcher. 
Um, they had this portion of it before it went into the trailer while it was hacked or whatever, where um, it was that like a letter from CD Projekt Red. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Um, that goes over when, uh, how big it is, free DLC expansions, no DRM, uh, no microtransactions. Um, in terms of when, they said, uh, quote, when we told you we would only release the game when it's ready, we meant it. We're definitely much closer to a release date than we were back then but it's still not the time to confirm anything. So patience is still required. Quality is the only thing that drives us. It's the beauty of being an independent studio and your own publisher. So, yeah, I think um, the game is ambitious, definitely. Um, I think things they'll have to nail. It, it seemed like the car was a pretty big part of the trailer. And that is I'm a cool-ass car, by the way. It is. I'm interested to see what the driving mechanics look like. Like, uh, That's one of the things I... I'm 50-50 on with Grand Theft Auto 5. It's like the driving mechanics are definitely there, but they're not nearly as good as like an actual racing game. And I'm kind of interested to see what Cyberpunk does with driving mechanics and vehicles and all that good stuff. They said like a lot of the gameplay previews that I read in terms of driving said it was really, really good. Um, they also said it was really cool doing it in first person because like the cars were like, you know, of course... You know, like in a cyberpunk world, they had all these like cool little fucking uh, like features. Stuff on the yeah, yeah, exactly. Nice. So nice. I'm really looking forward. Uh, this was like my most anticipated game going in E3. Unfortunately, that slice of gameplay that was behind closed doors, nobody actually got to see, which I'm still kind of upset about. Yeah. Um, but the trailer was really cool. It set a tone for the game that I like much better than the original trailer set the tone for. Yeah. I think uh, I think that this game is going to be the next kind of the next summit of progression as far as CG Pro- CD Projekt Red games go. Because if you look back at the first Witcher, it was kind of rough. Witcher two started smoothing it out. Witcher three was almost an order of magnitude better than the Witcher two. Uh, no, it definitely was. I don't think it's a stretch to say it was an order of magnitude better than the Witcher two, just in terms of I think that mechanics. Yeah, and, and the ability to move around and just like how mm-hmm. how the game feels, it feels yeah. better. I think that Cyberpunk, if if everything lines up properly, could be another order of magnitude better than The Witcher Three. Yeah, at least for stopped. me. Yeah, I, I I agree. Honestly, they could if they if they even just reach the level of quality that they did with The Witcher Three, and just change the skin to Cyberpunk. 2077 like that would be enough for me because witcher 3 yeah. is actually a really good game under like when you get underneath the amazing story and really good graphics like you still have core gameplay mechanics that are enjoyable so yeah honestly if they get at this point if they give me a good deus ex human revolution <laughs> right <laughs> oh geez still salty about that uh the fact that i bought it and then I didn't get the version that fixed the bosses after they fixed the bosses after they admitted farming out the bosses to a separate studio. Yeah, I remember a whole fiasco. But anywho, uh, moving on, unless you guys have more cyberpunk stuff. No. Uh, That thing from From uh, wasn't Armored Core, but it still might be cool. Uh, 
I another, literally can't read what the hell we wrote on this thing. <laughs> it literally another. says, be cool. Sekiro, Shavi cool. Sekiro, be cool. Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice. Samurai, weird Bionic Commando-esque thing. Looks cool. Um, Activision is involved in this game, which I thought was weird. Apparently. Oh, well, then it's going to suck. Um, oh, well, then it's going to suck. I still have faith in it. I mean, I think it looks cool. Um, apparently, the, the previews have been positive, but I did think yeah, it was... Sure. I did think it was weird that Activision was involved with it. It's like, why, though? I don't I don't think From is their own publisher. Like, they They're never not, have. But, like, couldn't they have literally gone with anyone else? Maybe not. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, Devolver Digital. (laughs) I mean, Sony, like, was involved with Bloodborne, and I just, I don't see how Microsoft wouldn't have, like, itched at getting this as an exclusive. Like, why would they go? I don't think Microsoft is out for exclusive. I still don't understand Microsoft's strategy, and I feel like Sony in the next couple of years is just going to, I think Microsoft is going to have to pull out of the console market, maybe. Well, actually, Microsoft just, uh, we learned the C3 that they just bought a bunch of studios. A bunch. Oh, good. A bunch of really good ones, too. Ninja Theory. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah, they they acquired Ninja Theory, Playground Games. They they acquired the studio that does the State of Decay series. Um, They also announced that they, they, (laughs) my Siri just went off when I said series. Funny. Um, they we want to make video games too. <laughs> they announced that Playground Games, the people that um, developed the Forza Horizon series, uh, have actually been expanded, and they have like the separate team that's working on a very big, uh, like, new game that Microsoft did not announce. Uh, they just announced that they've expanded and they're working on something new. Forza Horizon, except with trains. I think that it's fab- It's rumored to be a new Fable game. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I, back, back to uh, Sekiro Shibe, cool guy, video game for cool people. Cool guy. I think that the reason that From is probably reluctant to go with Sony is that back when Demon Souls came out, they got burned by the fact that Sony held onto that license and forbid them from making a direct sequel to it, which is why they had to make Dark Souls. And then when Bloodborne uh, got made, it was just... It's a Sony property by virtue of the fact that Sony paid for it. Right. Good game, nonetheless. Oh, yeah, I'm not saying it's bad, but... I think like I, there are some franchises that From probably wants to keep a hold of, and that's why they wouldn't go with Sony. That would make sense. Yeah, it would. Yep. Uh, where's my Armored Core game, son? Actually, Devil we May- might get that on the Switch, but but we'll get to that later. Devil May Cry Five was announced at the Microsoft show. Thought it looked really cool. Yeah, yeah I saw it. saw that trailer. Uh, I'm excited to stab people. (laughs) (laughs) So much uh, excitement about Devil May Cry 5, let me tell you. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I do like how Dante is kind of like the Undertaker in his later years now. Right. 
Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, that is. Yeah. I uh, one thing that uh, kind of Capcom related that we didn't cover when we were talking about the Sony con- uh, conference. Resident Evil 2 remake. Yes, that that's the only zombie game that I'm excited for. That looks really good. Yeah, it does. That was another game that honestly looked like almost too good to be this generation. Yeah, it did look really good, right? Especially for like a remake. I just did. I was like, wow, this looks like really fucking good. I don't think you can call a remake at this point. Like even RE make like the first uh, Resident Evil remake. Like they redid all the models and textures and everything for that game. This game goes even further than that, where it seems like they're redoing the gameplay style. Right. With Final Fantasy VII. What did you say? Like, like they're, they're doing Final Fantasy Seven, like Final Fantasy Seven, the remake of that is going to be in a whole, whole new engine and everything. So essentially, they're taking the, the story and everything, and just putting it in a new game. Right? Yeah, except I think the RE2 remake is going to actually come out. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, we're not even going to touch on Square Enix press conference because it was so terrible, but. Um, we we got more Microsoft stuff. Forza oh yeah, Horizon Ted, 4 looks pretty cool. I I want to talk about on Forza Horizon. I haven't played any of the Forza Horizon games. I wouldn't be opposed to playing them though. These are my favorite racing games. Yeah, Forza Horizon. Yeah, my favorite. Forza racing. Horizon Four takes place entirely in Great Britain, and it is instead of being an instance racer, it is full on car MMO. That's cool. Which I think is pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, it is very cool, and it looks gorgeous. Uh, and I, I really want to talk about Halo Infinite. I don't know why we haven't talked about that yet. Because I like, think you're the only one that cares. <laughs> really? <laughs> you guys weren't I, interested I in that it. at all? I mean, like, I I checked out at Halo after I finished the fight with the third one. Okay, not not from a standpoint. I didn't. Of I, like, I, it said finish the fight, not. Start a new fight with some asshole named the Didact. <laughs> Not saying that I'm going to sit down and I'm going to play Halo Infinite or any Halo for that matter. I do think that this new engine that they're building it in and like that trailer looks so far off from any like Halo lore that I'm really aware of that I'm just like it like completely confused the hell out of me. That's why the trailer interests me so much. Um yeah. I, I was just like confused. I was like, what is this? Like, this doesn't look like any Halo game I've ever seen. They're building it in some new slip space or slip scape engine or whatever. Um, can't remember what it's called, but it's something like that. But it's like, it, uh, it's. It's uh, the Slipgate engine. It's uh, with John Romero's company, Slipgate <laughs> Ironworks. <laughs> The game looks, the game, like, the the trailer looked so weird, like, it, I don't even know how to describe it, it just did not look like Halo. And they didn't say anything about it, they just, like, came out and pretended that trailer didn't happen. Didn't even, yeah. like, talk about it for two seconds. Yeah. So that was another next-gen game, probably. You know, apparently there's a Gears of War Funko Pop mobile game. Yeah. yeah. They trolled everybody with that. Coming out. And a Gears Tactics game. They announced well, literally three Gears games at the same conference. They announced Gearscom? Yep, they did. For PC only, not even for Xbox. 
Wow. <laughs> that was pretty like, funny, actually. It's like, what? <laughs> what? I think after Halo Wars 2, they found out that they just can't do strategy games on the console. But this is an RTS, dude. This is like, dude, XCOM does fine on console. I know it does. I'm just making a joke. This is, I, I really hope that there's an option to, uh, instead of just use the keyboard and mouse, hook up a microphone and scream, Anya, to get everything done. <laughs> Fuck Mario plus Rabbids did great on the Switch. Like, it just Isn't that a touchscreen? Yeah, Switch. but you don't play with the touchscreen. Yeah. Does any game use the touchscreen on Switch? Uh, a couple of them do. But... Yeah, they ported a couple mobile games over to the Switch. The, the Switch's marketplace has just been completely saturated with tons of ports from, like, games that are not good. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say of dubious quality. Really, Nintendo uh, dealing in shovelware? I've never heard of that before. Yeah, They didn't announce another Just Dance game for the Wii or anything. They did. They My did. prediction was wrong. They... It is coming out for the Wii again. <laughs> it is literally... I, I'm 99% sure that is the only game that is coming out for the Wii still. Like how the PS2 had like uh, MLB the show games until that stopped being a thing. Yeah, it's, it's right. crazy. I just can't believe it. Yeah. Tophead's getting some DLC. Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. I really hope that they do a level based on Play Safe, the terrifying Flesher Studios short about not playing on railroad tracks, where a kid clonks his head on the railroad tracks and then goes into this weird claymation nightmare train yard, gets in a train, and then also has a head-on collision with another train, both with terrible, uh, terrifying faces that scream each o- at each other, and then when he wakes up in real life, he almost gets hit by a real train. And then the train gets him. So speaking of games that are a little bit out there, did either of you guys see the trailer for My Friend Pedro? My friend no, is that Pedro. a The Life of Pablo tie-in? No. It, um, it looks kind of <laughs> interesting. It's like a 2D platformer, shooter, weird like style game. Um, I don't know how to describe it, but you should both check out the trailer when you get a chance and then let me know what you think. It looks kind of cool. Like essentially there are these crazy segments where essentially you're constantly just shooting guns in both directions. And like, I think you auto lock onto a certain target. I don't know exactly, but there's some, there's some cool things where this guy kicks a frying pan and then he shoots the frying pan and the bullet ricochets off of it and hits like the guy he's shooting at. I don't know. There's a lot of really cool stuff that it seems like they're, they're, Interesting mechanics they're messing around with in that game. but does sound mm. interesting. Yeah, and it's totally wacky. So check out the trailer when you get a chance. Hashtag wacky. Fucking love wacky shit. That's fucking hat, dog. <laughs> That's so fucking hat. <laughs> you know what else is hat? They announced a new Battletoads game. So get, get your GameStop prank calls ready. Oh, God. Right, right. Yeah, the trailer for it didn't uh i mean there was no trailer essentially no it's just a no. fucking yeah. title yeah also i don't really think there's anything to be excited about because honestly battletoads kind of sucks but, yeah those uh, games are terrible i'm sorry but yeah. they're fucking awful i played them on rare replay when that came out and was yeah. like oh, this game fucking well. this game fucking sucks yep. the arcade version is one of those arcade machine games where like even if i put a quarter in 
I would mm-hmm. get far enough. Uh, I would get to far to a point and then just get bored and walk away. It's yeah. the like, that's the sort of game it is. This is a perfect example of like nostalgia overtaking people. And oh like, yeah, like it, it's just like you. This game is not good. And there's people like demanding it, like wanting it so bad. I'm like, Battletoads has never been a good game. Right. It's never been a good game. Never once have I thought, oh, you know what? I wish there was another Battletoads game. Right, exactly. It's one of those things that like everyone's played it and that's why like they they know it, but it's not like actually a good game. Yeah. Anyway. Um I'm I'm impressed with us, boys. We actually still managed to piss off fans of another game franchise in our E3 wrap up. <laughs> I mean We've all, we've pretty much established in our podcast that all games are terrible and no one should ever play them, so yeah. <laughs> I mean objective, that's what we do, man. Exactly. Yeah, objectively yeah. terrible. Being objective just means you shit on everything. Yep. <laughs> nothing is good. It's not perfect, therefore it's trash. Exactly. Uh, they announced Jump Force, which is yet another Shonen Jump Fighter. Um, I re- people are excited for that, and I really don't know why, because the pa- they've done this like twice before within the past couple years. And they haven't really been good. I'm hoping that this one has like an actual fighting game company behind it and isn't just using another half-assed, weird, gimped version of the Gundam Versus engine like the last one did. But, yeah, you can have a Naruto fight a Goku, so get on that, weebs. You can already do that in Super Smash Bros, though. Oh, shit. I'm going to have to jump off here in a second. Do you want to switch gears to Nintendo real quick, where I actually have opinions on things? Yeah, yeah we can do, do that. that. Let's do it. Cool. Well, I guess we could start with Smash Bros. I assume that everyone saw the trailer because I actually haven't. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Smash! I saw. Looks... I didn't see the trailer, but I saw gameplay. Smash! Yeah, and looks... I know it's included. So good. The things that I've heard about the game. Let me know if these are correct or incorrect. Every character from any Smash Bros. game is going to be in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, which is the new correct. title of the game. That is Smash correct. Bros. Coming out. It's coming out at the end of this year. Correct. In December. Um, there are... They've replaced the infinite air dodges with directional air dodges like we had in Melee. So you can only do like one air dodge. and like Love it. Put it. Yeah, yes. That's all I know. about. And, that. and it's correct. faster. It apparently yeah, it, plays a heck of a lot more like Melee. I'm honestly thinking of it as two... Like, Street Fighter 2 is to Street, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo as... Uh, Smash 4 is to Smash Ultimate. I'm thinking of it that way. Where it's technically a port, but like super enhanced to the point where you can't really call it that. I disagree. I don't think it's a port in any way, shape, or form. From what I've seen in in terms of gameplay and the way this this game plays, like, um, especially from the feedback that has come from like the hardcore competitive community, this plays nothing like Smash 4. Yeah, I mean, I think... Well, arguably, getting... uh, Super doesn't play like Street Fighter 2, so... But I think that it's easy to get caught up, or it's, I don't know why you'd want to get caught up on terminology when like it's clear that the games are two different games. Like Whether you want to call it a port or a remake or whatever, the game mechanics are changed to the point where it's not going to play like the previous game. It's yeah. Just, it's just like you could be really good at Super Street Fighter 2 and not be good at... Uh, you know, Street Fighter 2 Championship Edition or whatever. Like, the games are 
completely different. Well, not completely different. I guess I don't know. I think that uh, I don't know. I, I feel like think it's the... running on the same underlying tech. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, Melee and Brawl true. were pretty much on the same. Yeah, that's well. true. Too. Yeah, and those are. I wouldn't even put them on the on the same level. I do like Melee a lot, and I think that this is like I th- I feel like this is like the game that every smash like it's just a culmination of like all the requests from all the smash fans you could almost and say it's the ultimate super smash Bros. Game. it's the <laughs> ultimate super smash brothers game and I, they- I will be super interested to see if this like if this game plays like uh honestly if it plays more like melee and is more competitive focused which it seems like nintendo is kind of finally leaning into if this is finally the game that gets the melee kids away from their crts and cheetos yeah, yeah it it's be. possible. Um, they announced Ridley as a, fi- yes. a playable character, oh, which is really good. I-, I thought that was awesome. I was mm-hmm. I was very into that. Yeah, um, excited for it. I I just a lot. So if you aren't a Smash Brothers fan, this Nintendo Direct and Nintendo press conference was was just not for you. Essentially, it yeah, it, it had it only, the new Fire Emblem though, which yeah. I'm kind of interested in. So I do want to talk about the first 15 minutes before they got into Smash, because 30 of their 45 minutes were spent on Smash. But the first 15 minutes had a lot of really good shit, and that Fire Emblem looked fucking killer. The UI upgrades and like just the way like the battle maps looked, it just looked so fucking good. I was really into that. Yeah, I think it'll. I think it'll be cool having a core Fire Emblem game on the Switch, just because like I have Warriors, and it's not. I mean, it's a Warriors game. It's not Fire Emblem. Uh, and then I don't know. War Groove is coming I, I, out on Switch, but I don't know of many other tactical games. I guess Mario and Rabbids, but Fire Emblem yeah. has always been like a classic tactics game, and I feel like this new one is getting back to sort of that core um, core gameplay. Yeah, although the the way that they have like mook soldiers around the battle scenes and how you're kind of like running and and it's a dynamic camera instead of just zooming in on like battle scenes, it reminded me kind of like Dragon Force or like Landgrisser. If you guys ever played any of those, where yeah. like there, there's there, there's it feels like you're in a fight between armies instead of just like five people. Right. Yeah, exactly. I think that's kind of a cool, it was a cool spin for a second. Like when I, when I saw that, I was like, wait a minute, that looks really weird. Just like, it it looks like a big change, but they could, I mean, it could just be purely cosmetic to be honest. It might be just the same exact mechanic, but with a cosmetic, uh, a different cosmetic look. So, and that's what I'm thinking it is. It just looks really cool to me. Yeah, I think so too. Did you guys see what they opened with this mech game that might Damon X Machina. Yeah, there's that's that. This looks like the game that I have been wanting something that sits in between Armored Core three and Armored Core four in terms of play style, but is a bit, um, a bit more forgiving mechanically, I think. And honestly, that looks like the game that might scratch that itch for me. The mechanical designs are awesome. They're done by Shoji Kawamori, who's done a lot of uh, classic anime work and. I'm excited for it from the little we got. I want more information on it. I want to know how customizable the stuff is. I want to know when it comes out, and I want to know when I can put it in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, it, look, it looked interesting. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else they talked about. They did announce Hollow Knight for Switch. Which is, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Oh, it's so, like, that game is just a masterpiece. 
Of... Yeah, my brother's my brother's been saying that it's amazing, and I need to pick it up. So I'll probably grab it on Switch. Yes, which is the which could might as well be like the rally cry of all indie games. It's like grab it on Switch. Yep. Honestly, at this point, I feel like I'm going to have to buy a Switch soon. So I'll probably do that sooner rather than later, just to make sure that I get one of the ones with the Tegra flaw in it. But yeah. Yeah, it's it's a good console. It's my favorite console right now. And I do want to talk about the Xenoblade 2 DLC that they went into um, briefly because I'm a big fan of Xenoblade 2. Um, loved that game. Absolutely loved it. And the DLC pack looks fucking awesome. I don't want to get into like spoilers of the game or anything, but it yeah. looks looks really good. Is, it, is that DLC also being re- released as a standalone game? I don't believe so. Okay. I think it's part of like the season pass that gotcha. they had. Um, okay. And it, it actually has like this new battle arena mode in it too. Um, but I'm not sure if that is free or not. That's my question because that was like they DLC talked for the DLC. They they talked about it separately, like this this battle arena mode and the actual story content and it made it sound like the battle arena mode was just going to be like this update they pushed out for free and then like the story dlc would be like what you had to pay for but i'm not sure they're both coming like uh i think battle arena is coming like in the next couple weeks and then the story dlc comes in september and i think they both look fucking great yeah, I'm I'm uh, gonna have to peace out, guys. I I think we're at like about an hour for the episode, and I know we still have a lot of stuff we want to cover, but I have got to get some sleep because I'm up early tomorrow. So I'll have to catch you guys later. Yeah, yeah makes sense. see you later, dude. See ya. See ya. So yeah, we we actually have less than he thinks. Um, we've hit most of our punch list. Uh, so I, mean, I guess we'll just go down the line here and see what we have bandwidth to talk about and what we don't really. Sure. I'm not bandwidth to talk about, but like what we want to. Um, Just Cause 4 got announced. I still haven't played the third one, which is hilarious because the second one was one of my favorite surprise hits of its console generation. I don't care about any of those games. Have you played any of them? I played Just Cause 2 briefly. Um, Just Cause 3 was free on PS Plus, and I tried to play it, and I didn't like it. Oh, I'm angry uh, that I missed that. Um, Yeah, they've had a lot of really good ps plus games lately man xcom 2 is free on ps plus this month i would play that nice i still haven't played the first xcom um but yeah i'm just not really into i do think that just cause 4 looked cool it looked a lot darker and like the story setting looked a little bit more or the story looked a little bit more interesting and the actual like environments and like how like the storm system and whatever looked looked really nice but it's just not just, really into just that cause franchise. Two is interesting to me because I have put in a, a shitload of time into it, and I have—I think I'm on like story mission three, maybe. Wow. Because <laughs> I don't really care about the story at all. I just care about blowing shit up. Right. Right. Like it's the only—it's one of the only games that I play just for the uh, checkbox missions that you usually get in other sandbox games that I tend to ignore. Yeah. Yeah, there's always that checkbox game that I like, and it, most of the time that's Assassin's Creed. Um, the checkbox? The checkbox. Those, like, checkbox-style games, though, like, I, there is always, like, one that I like to get into, but there's so many of them, I, I can't do all... I can't do more than one, like, 
close to each other. I just can't. Yeah. Um, speaking of things that give me hives, <laughs> Command and Conquer Rivals got announced for mobile. Uh, that that portion of that conference was gut wrenching. Um, I forgot. I forgot that that happened. Thanks, EA. Um, that was probably the most uncomfortable moment I've ever been watching a press conference until Andrew WK came out of Bethesda's conference, and then I was way more uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pretty sure everyone else in the crowd was just as uncomfortable. I wrote an article about Bethesda's press conference, and like one of the first lines I put in there was like, I'm going to skip Andrew WK's portion of the press conference because I kind of wish Bethesda had done the same. <laughs> <laughs> at least it, it's not Ubisoft dragging out uh, Asia Tyler. Yeah, and uh, they they didn't this year again. Two years without her uh, this, this time. So yeah, I, I still have to I have to expound more upon Command and Conquer Rivals. Sure, go for it. This game, like all the trailers, currently are like at like thirty four likes to negative five hundred million dislikes. Oh wow. That seems like an an exaggeration, but it's literally like like the video I looked at it was like maybe three hundred and sixty two likes to about a hundred thousand dislikes. I mean, the, the mobile game itself doesn't look bad. I think everyone's just mad at the way it was presented. Like it, everyone, it doesn't look bad, but it's like it doesn't look bad in the same way that uh, like a Big Mac doesn't look bad. But <laughs> when you're used to eating hamburger. an actual hamburger. <laughs> So yeah, you're like it doesn't look bad for a mobile game. But yeah, like you... imagine imagine that you haven't been able to have hamburgers for the past fifteen to twenty years. Okay. And someone announces, "Hey, we're bringing hamburgers back," and then it's from McDonald's. How do you feel? And it's a Big Mac. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I feel glad because I get a hamburger, but at the same time. I really crave something much better, which is a perfect <laughs> metaphor for this game. <laughs> Imagine the people who said you can't have hamburgers anymore stabbed all the hamburger chefs to death before they did it. Oh, man. <laughs> this is a scenario that I do not want to be involved in, Frank. This has gone too far. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and, and the, the path to making this hurt less was pretty obvious. Blizzard already kind of blazed it with StarCraft HD. All they had to do was literally take one of the older games, like Red Alert 2 or Tiberian Sun, give it an HD coat of paint, and re-release that alongside this trailer, and it, they would have had way less negative backlash. There currently isn't really a good way to play all these Command & Conquer games on modern PCs. Like, my copy of the first decade has compatibility problems. I think even the Command and Conquer collection that you buy off of their website has compatibility issues. If they had announced, hey, we have a fully modernized set of these games that, you know, have things like widescreen support. You don't even have to upgrade the graphics. Just have things like widescreen support, um, net play that isn't through the IPX protocol that literally no one uses anymore. And just, you know, it basically re-releases with modern features. Do what Capcom did with Street Fighter 30th or any of the dozens of other re-releases that have happened over the years. If they announced that alongside Command & Conquer Rivals, people would not be angry. True. I agree. And I don't think that would take too many 
development resources, especially given the fact that there's stuff like OpenRA that have already accomplished it for the most part. I feel like you could just license it, but I don't know. And honestly, like, my friend Minerva was like, yeah, I, I have a feeling when you saw that your heart would explode. And it wasn't even that bad for me because, A, they announced and then canceled, like, three mobile titles before this thing came out. So I kind of figured it was going to happen eventually. And B, after Command & Conquer 4, like Tiberian Dawn or whatever, yeah. even, even like the mainline franchise was pretty terrible. Although yeah. I really wish I had the skills to take that Command & Conquer FPS that they made a while back and mod in a half-assed Battle Royale mode as a joke. Oh, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> but yeah. That's Command & Conquer Rivals uh, coming to a phone near you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to play that. No. <laughs> I, I, I haven't ever played a phone game. Like, I legitimately have never played a video game on any of my mobile devices. Unless you count an emulator with, like, Game Boy stuff that I tried for five seconds. I played a lot of Fallout Shelter. I play Fortnite every once in a while on my phone. Um I played Super Mario Run, and a little. Yeah. I like. I think Nintendo's games are all right. Fire Emblem Heroes is pretty cool. Um, I think for me, it's just the fact that like, I don't really have instances where I'm like just sitting with my phone where I don't have another game console near me, and I already have video games that I don't play. Word. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. A uh, cool thing that's happening is the Fist of the North Star game that's made by the guys who made the Yakuza games is actually coming to America, so that'll be nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'm into that. I'm all for cool stuff coming to America. Yeah, it looks pretty hat. Looks fucking hat, man. <laughs> you know what else is fucking hat? Hitman 2. Yeah. You can wear multiple hats good. in that game. You can wear so many hats. <laughs> so many hat hats. And I like a cool thing that they uh, announced before Hitman 2 comes out is that Hitman 1 is getting um, free DLC in the form of, like, sniper missions where you're just a Hitman with a sniper rifle and it's kind of a different twist on the gameplay that seemed pretty interesting. Yeah. You know, you're Hitman Man. You're Hitman Man. Yeah, Hitman... I mean, the new ones are are good. Like that that new like, um, they released it in like episode. It, it was like an episodic game, but I played a couple of the episodes that dropped, and I liked them. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I need to get all of them. I played like I still I bought the first one just after I saw Giant Bomb's coverage of it, and I immediately fell in love with it. But I haven't bought the rest of the game, so I need to do that. I have never experienced a game series turn itself around that fast because I don't know if you ever played Absolution, the one that came before it. It was terrible. It was awful. Yeah, yeah, I did play that actually. Yeah, it was pretty. <laughs> it was pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the Hitman went down a a dark, deep path of horrible, horrible games, and there's more than one. Absolution, I remember. I, I just, I remember a few bad Hitman games, but the and I thought for sure the episodic would continue. The episodic one would continue that. I was like, great. 
yeah, I, I more think episodes I made, of shitty Hitman games, but I think I, I made jokes about it on the podcast when it got announced too. Yeah, no, was um, wrong. yeah, so was I. And I gotta eat crow sometimes. Uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood, the sequel spinoff starring B.J. Blazkowicz's twin daughters, is the thing. So, oh yeah, yeah if you like those games. Yeah, it was all right. That was cool. Um, more Wolfenstein. It's a good game. Yeah. Uh, one Bethesda thing we didn't talk about was Elder Scrolls Mobile because it's a mobile game. Yeah. <laughs> That's just a tiny fart. Yeah, it was just a tiny fart because it could Smaller be good. Fart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the next big Elder Scrolls Online feature is Werewolf DLC, and I'm pretty sure we made that exact joke on the last podcast. <laughs> yeah, we did. Uh, so great job there guys God, I love it when shit like that happens uh, Skull and Bones that weird Assassin's Creed pirate game spinoff thing that Ubisoft is making is still coming out it could be interesting if it has stuff to do on like Sea of Thieves oh yeah yeah they look like they went because they delayed it because it was supposed to come out like this year um, and last time they showed it it was just like there was you were never like off your ship it was literally just like online ship battling and i was like well this game looks lame like i don't want to just like ride around my ship and battle their ships i want a full-blown fucking pirate game i want to play as a fucking pirate i want to be a pirate i want to go steal shit from other ships and shit like and that i want to have the opportunity to be a privateer too (laughs) they look that looks like what they changed it to though like you get you have like this hub area now and it is still like online oriented but like you're you can actually like get off your ship and go go do other shit so it's like an actual pirate game so i'm interested like it has my attention for sure yeah the last game that i have to close out with is there's this game coming out uh it's an indie title uh shown during the pc showcase called satisfactory which looks like a 3d uh, multiplayer co-op focused Factorio which I don't know about you but I am a big fan of games where you basically collect shit to build other shit in increasingly complicated uh, ways and like you're, you're building big systems like I like Roller Coaster Tycoon I like Transport Tycoon um, I like Factorio for those reasons. So the idea of a 3D one where it looks like, honestly, the big problem with Factorio for me is that like it, it's a 2D plane. So like my conveyor belt systems have to get crazy. Um, this game seems to solve that where, because you can have layered like conveyor belts and stuff, but the idea of a 3D one of those that looks nice and I can play multiplayer with friends. And that's the focus of the game on like being just, an add-on like it is in Factorio seems pretty cool. And I'm, I'm looking forward to space strip mining simulator, the game. <laughs> yeah. I mean that, that definitely sounds interesting. Um, a couple of games that I want to talk about that we didn't go over really. Um, one, the division two looks really interesting. So the division came out and, um, had, there was a lot of backlash um against just like enemies being bullet sponges the dark zone being just a mess and not working properly and just like the whole loot system was off 
they restructured everything and apparently the original division is a really good game now um and there's actually a lot of people still playing it the division two looks to be way better than the first one it looks like it's the division but with everything done right um and unfortunately we had to wait to, for a sequel to do that it was a pretty ambitious game initially but it looks like the sequel is really like one of the most interesting things about the division uh the first one was the story to me and the story is essentially on black friday um some fucking terrorists put the smallpox virus on dollar bills and then spread them out throughout New York city. And then everybody got smallpox because everybody went and spent money on black Friday and fucking essentially like the fucking world ended at least that for that city essentially. Um, but, uh, you're basically going around this fucking wasteland and you're killing all these motherfuckers and you're looting people and it's like this online shared world but they tried to integrate this really really in-depth story but they didn't really focus heavy enough on either side of those things like they didn't focus enough on the shared world but they also didn't really focus enough on the story um but it looks like this one's a lot more story oriented taking a lot of the fixes that they got uh, right in the division uh, and the way it exists now carrying that over the division two um they also had like this pay to win thing at the beginning of the division one that a lot of people didn't really like, um, division two, like apparently all the DLC is for the game. Like even the story drops, even like the content drops and like year one and stuff, like all that's free. So uh, I'm really interested. I think it looks good. Um, I guess it's, it comes out around the same time as Anthem. So it'll be a toss up on which one of those I choose to actually dive into heavily. Yeah, uh, but I, I but did what like about that Destiny Two expansion. Yeah, I don't care about Destiny Two anymore. I played it when it came out. Played quite a bit of it, but um, the end game in Destiny is a mess. It's, just, it's a fucking mess. Um, I don't even want to talk about it. But <laughs> uh, I'm I'm not gonna go back to it. Um, I, I think that it's it's time that these shared world games, these online oriented games that are trying new things and new ambitious projects. I think it's like from E3 this year, a lot of those games are starting to get it right. Finally, uh, it took them long enough, but it, it sounds like they're getting a lot of these things right. So hopefully that is the case. And hopefully we get some really cool um, online multiplayer video games in spring of 2019. Cause I'm looking forward to that. A lot of friends I play with online. So um, it'll be really cool to um, get into either the Division 2 or Anthem. Looks like it's going to be one of those two games for me. Uh, if Anthem hits its date, I might end up going with that one. Um, it comes first, and I'm a really big Bioware fan, but the Division 2 is not something to sleep on. Um, another game that I wanted to talk about at Ubisoft briefly was um, Beyond Good and Evil 2. They showed quite a bit of that. Um, some quote-unquote pre-alpha gameplay joseph gordon levitt came out talked for a little bit about how um players will be able or you know people like us will be able to submit content like art and music and stuff like that they'll actually be put into the game which is weird i've never seen that done before um, but i'm interested to see how that plays out 
I'm also interested to see how the game plays out. A lot of people were uh, speculating that this would also be some online-oriented game, and I think they kind of put that rumor to rest by um, saying that this was like a single-player-focused title. So but I think it looks interesting. I think it looks really cool. Yeah, I don't... I, I never played the first one, so... I don't know what the hype is about, and I missed the Ubersoft conference, so... Oh, you did? Yeah, I, I, like I said, the only one I got to see was Sony. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Ubisoft one was good. I think, actually, like, as as far as pacing was concerned, I think Ubisoft had, like, the best conference. Like, I think they came out, they talked about the games that people care about, and they talked about them for long enough. They never sat on a game for too long. Uh, like they used to do. I mean, there is a point in time where they sat on Just Dance and had like a full-blown fucking Usher concert on their goddamn stage, which... Yeah, there was one thing I didn't want to mention about the Sony conference. Uh, the musical performances. We don't need them. I thought they were cool, though, man. I thought Sony did it pretty well. They didn't overstay their welcome. I mean, like, the dude play came out, that, and the guy that came out for The Last of Us was the guy who actually does the music for that game, and he played for, like, a minute, maybe? I mean, I don't think... It that, was longer than that. Was it? I don't it was know. a good five five minutes, at least. Five minutes? No way. Frank, maybe you were thinking, oh, this sucks, and it just like dragged on for you. I had five the minutes. time to get up, <laughs> move my laundry along, take a Cook. piss, and sit down, and he was still going. <laughs> maybe you're just really fast doing all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I got a really fast laundry machine. And that dude that, for Ghost of Tsushima, that dude that was playing there, like, absolutely killed it. He like, did a good I mean, job, but I'm there, I'm here to see fucking video games. Yeah, I guess it's true. You know, I didn't think they overstayed their welcome. It wasn't an Usher concert. It wasn't Andrew WK. I was okay with that. Yeah, yeah. honestly, like, one thing that has always rubbed me the wrong way about E3, and it's to varying degrees in various years, depending on how indulgent they get, is the pageantry of it. I do like Nintendo systems of yeah. Nintendo systems just, like, Here's this thing. Here's this thing. Here's this thing. Bye. That's yep. all you need to do. And it's pre-recorded. And then Nintendo goes into this like three-day, eight-hour-a-day streaming thing where they announce a bunch of other shit. Like Dragon Ball Fighter Z is coming to uh, the Nintendo Switch. They didn't announce that at the Nintendo Direct, but they announced it. They're like gameplay stream or whatever afterwards. Um, they also shadow dropped the Splatoon 2. Uh, DLC, um, and then they announced that there's an Octopath Traveler demo coming out actually tomorrow where all your progress in the demo, where you start the demo from the beginning, all the progress from your demo carries over to the real game, comes out next month. So, I mean, like Nintendo just, they've got it down right now. Like, I mean, Nintendo's absolutely killing it. I, I'm one, like, like Ian was saying before, they have a lot of stuff they don't need to announce right now. Like, we went over our predictions. I was like, they could announce this. They could talk about this. They could talk about this. They have so much under their sleeve, up their sleeve that they can announce right now, but they don't need to. Yeah. Like they, they just don't have to. They have Smash. They have Pokemon this year. Like, they, they and then they have, like, quite a bit of third-party support. They, they don't need to announce the new Metroid. They don't need another Zelda sequel right now. 
Reggie like, did come out and clarify why we didn't see that Metroid game, by the way. Yeah, I heard uh, he said that the reason why they announced it was initially was because it was the Nintendo Switch's first year and they wanted everybody to know what was being worked on. Um, but now that they're going to go back to like their old, like the way that they always done it before, and they're going to talk about what's immediately coming and Metroid prime four is not coming immediately. Uh, no, he, he also said that he wanted to, uh, let Metroid fans know, which honestly, I think the subtext here is let Metroid fans know after the Federation force fiasco that, um, Metroid two remake on DS isn't the only Metroid content they're going to get. It would be nice to get a logo drop for an F-Zero game. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, that is interesting. I'm going to um, be saying that until I die. No, yeah, I'm sure you will. Um, and it makes sense. It's with good reason. Uh, but yeah, like that's a perfect example. Like, There's just so much fucking Nintendo shit that they could, they, they're probably working on right now that they're just not, they don't need to announce it right now. Like they have a Yoshi game they announced, but they didn't talk about it. Um, Metroid Prime 4 was announced. They didn't talk about that. They have a mainline core Pokemon game coming in 2019 that they didn't talk about at all. Um, I, I have a feel, like if Nintendo keeps this up and they just have like two big marquee franchises each year, like the Switch is going to continue to sell millions of units and it's still going to it's still going to continue to flourish, especially with all the third party support in between. Um, the indies, like every indie game that ever comes out, I want to play it on the Switch. Like plain and simple. Celeste, Hollow Knight, Owlboy, Steam World Dig Two. Like these these games, I want to play them on the Switch. I don't want to play them anywhere else. They don't belong on my PS4, in my opinion. Like when I sit down and I like play my PS4 because I don't, you know, I got a kid. I work. Like when I sit down and play my PS4, I'm not. It's not for bite-sized moments. It's like for you know, like a long, big gaming session. So those indie titles do well on the Switch. Um, and then the Switch, I mean, like last year they had Zelda and Mario. This year they're going to have Pokemon and Smash Bros. I mean, Smash Bros is huge. I mean, it's that is a, that is a big drop. It's a big game. So... I'm excited, man. And I mean, yeah. last last year they had Xenoblade Chronicles too, as well. I mean, they had three big um, exclusives drop, and it's first year. So I mean, I'm not and Splatoon. Don't don't forget yeah. about that. And Splatoon too, yeah. And I got I got really into Splatoon as well. So it's just like we've gotten a lot from them. We didn't need Metroid this year. We don't even, to be honest, like technically. We don't even really need it next year. Um, I'm sure that I'm sure they're going to have a lot more next year to to announce. It's and the thing that people also forget, like people were down on Nintendo this this year at E3 because they were like, oh, they didn't announce enough new stuff. They just talked about uh, fucking Smash the whole time. It's like it's because Nintendo has like six or seven directs a year. They control their message, dude. Like. They might have another direct two months from now that announces tons of new games. Like they do that shit all the time. Like they don't need E3. Like they're not like Sony and Microsoft. E3 is not their platform to announce everything that's coming for the next two years. Yeah. And you know, like that like when Sony Sony and Microsoft get up there and they talk, like that's 
that's the one time that year that they talk to their audience. Well, we also they they also announced stuff at like CES and shit like that too, but or TGS or whatever. But uh, yeah, you're you're right for the most part. Like Nintendo announces things whenever they want. Honestly, the only reason they have a direct on E3 is because if they didn't, it would feel conspicuous. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's a perfect time to have a direct too. Like everybody's watching. I mean, it, like, and that's that's the reason why Sony and Microsoft have big blowouts and big announcements at E3. Like everybody's watching at e3 so like yes have a direct at e3 yes have your big marquee title at that direct but you don't need to have everything there control the message don't bury like your good announcements under cyberpunk 2077 and like ghost of tsushima and like everything else that was announced right like everyone knows smash is coming everyone knows that's your big marquee title this year talk about that it's not going to get buried you know like your other announcements, all the all the shit that people don't know about. If you announce, if you talk about Yoshi, literally no one will talk about Yoshi. Literally no one will talk about it because of everything else that was announced, Fallout seventy six, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, Ghost of Tsushima, freaking the new From game. It's there's just so much there. There's so much content being pushed out by the media during this time of year. It just doesn't make sense to put all your eggs in that basket yeah oh um i think we're about due to wrap it up here uh did you have any final thoughts no Do you want to keep the... yelling at people on the internet <laughs> i think that th- those were my final thoughts the i mean like that that is like what i think of e3 at the moment like right now yeah. it's you know it's my opinion of E3. I like E3. I think it's great. It's a time to celebrate video games, but um, I do think Nintendo is has got the right um, got the right plan for how to do things. I think Sony and Microsoft should kind of emulate it a little bit if they can. Yeah, I'm excited for video games in a way that I haven't been for a long time. So, looking forward to playing a lot of games. And uh, this E3 was pretty hat. Yeah, it was fucking. Dude, it was so hat. It was so hat. On a scale one to hat, hat. It was. It was hat. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, we'll see you guys later. Bye bye.